The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On this episode of the Heat Check, we're a little late to talk about this Donovan Mitchell trade, but I did have some other pressing business, which we will get to, where I actually broke the Donovan Mitchell trade to the city of New York, live on the air before anyone else. So if there was an awesome time to be on WFAN, that was it. Two straight hours of angry New York fans. We look at the aftermath of the trade. We also get into this new Patrick Beverly. We'll call it a development. He's stirring shit up in L.A. already, folks. He is now working to change the culture. And we also discuss the latest news from the Eurobasket 2022. An amazing tournament that's not getting enough love and enough shine. So do me a favor. Training camp coming so fast. Let's drop that beat. But unless you've been living under a rock, you are aware now that Donovan Mitchell has been traded. But he's been traded out of nowhere to the Cleveland Cavaliers after months of speculation saying it was a done deal that he'd end up a Nick. No, sir. At the very last minute left at the altar once again. And the Knicks, according to a ton of sources, still in shock. They are shooketh. So you already know the details. The Knicks creating a a fake deadline, which we talked about last week, signed R.J. Barrett to a $120 million four-year extension. And the next day, three days later, I guess, Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, three unprotected firsts, pick swaps, to Utah for Donovan Mitchell, and now they have one of the best starting fives in the league. Just like that. And the Knicks, let me tell you this, they are facing a very divided fan base, a very divided front office, and accusations that they're just continuing to be the Knicks, just Knicks doing Knicks things. Jeff Van Gundy basically summed it up when he told the New York Post, The Knicks have good players, but if you line it up against the competition in the East, 
this roster is not on the same level. They could shock the world and be a playoff team, but I look at the East and I have to say 8-13 to 13 is where they should be predicted to go. 8-13. to 13. They're not even close to a lock for the play-in. A lot has to go right. I think that's probably right. I think that's probably true. But I also have a unique perspective, I think, on this trade. I just so happen to be filling in on WFAN for Carton and Roberts during drive time, the number one show for sports talk radio in New York City, heart and lifeblood of New York sports, the largest sports radio station in the world right as the Donovan Mitchell trade broke. Immediate. We're not even at a break, not even at a commercial, no time for the news update guy. No, no. Our producer slacks us. Donovan Mitchell just traded to the Cavs. Go. And it was like, hey, sorry, uh, Giuseppe from the Bronx. We got to let you go. Uh, I know what you think is really important about the Mets, but we've got some breaking news shit going on right now. Donovan Mitchell's not coming to the Knicks. Literally while we were on, the biggest Knicks news of the year, and me and my co-host had to break it to a very excited and then let down fan base. Two hours of calls. Ring, 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 ring. Lots of people wanted to give their perspective. And the entire calls were essentially this spectrum of what the trade meant. Surprisingly, though, I thought a lot more people would be mad. I mean, people were mad, but I thought more people would be mad. It was pretty much 50-50 down the middle. Half the callers were irate, saying this is the Knicks continuing to do what the Knicks do. We're never going to get a star. This is why we can't watch this team. What's wrong with us? Basically, the argument that the Knicks are doomed, right? They're, they're always going to be terrible. They go into the spiral. They talk about Dolan, who, by the way, for the record, I love. Very musical, very dynamic team owner. And the other half? They're fans of R.J. Barrett. They're fans of Quentin Grimes and the other young players. Plus, they just thought three first-round picks was too much to give up for Donovan Mitchell, an undersized point guard or shooting guard to go along with their undersized point guard. Fair. And I think there's also what has gotten missed a little bit is that there's a group of Knicks fans that are like, I'm tired of us just going out and trying to get stars. I just don't think it works for us. We've done it. It's never ended up having some positive effect, maybe hype, but we've never won a title from it. We want to build through the draft. We want to build up young players. We want to get good organically, and then maybe, just maybe, we'll support this squad. And now they have that for the first time in ages. They've got, a, they've got the ability to grow a young core only because the Mitchell trade blew up. And mostly now people are dissecting the trade, trying to figure out why the deal fell through, why Donovan ended up in Cleveland. So much conspiracy theories amok. Some people say that Danny Ainge was just so petty, he told Donovan Mitchell, I'm not sending you where you want to go. You've been on this little New York City, uh, like, policy tour. You've been kissing babies from the Bronx to Brooklyn to Long Island City. You've been at every Knicks, you've been at Mets games and Yankee games and Islanders games and Rangers games. You know what, Donovan? Fuck you. 
Enjoy Cleveland. Go to a Guardians game. How about that? I don't know if that's true, but it's an amazingly, uh, a testament to how amazingly petty the uh, Danny Ainge is. The origins may go back, though, in terms of the bad blood, to the first round of the playoffs. Why, you say? Well, Nick's executives decided they were going to put their their shoes on the on the hardwood at a playoff game that they had no stake in. Their team had been eliminated, but yet we see Nick's executives courtside for a playoff game. Courtside won't even sit just in the in the nosebleeds, in a box, in a suite. No, no. In the area that the scouts sit. No, no. Courtside, so you see us and we see you. Why? Because they were simultaneously courting Jalen Brunson, cha-ching, and Donovan Mitchell, cha-ching, at once. Dallas Mavericks played the Utah Jazz in the first round, and oh boy, were the Utah Jazz mad. Zach Lowe said this on his podcast. I've seen some reports that say, well, the Jazz were upset Donovan Mitchell maybe wasn't all in forever with the Utah, and as punishment, we'll send him to a place he doesn't want to go. Were the Jazz mad? Yes. Was it that the reason that they traded him to Cleveland? Probably not the only reason, but it's a phenomenal, nice little cherry on top. And as an interesting aside to how the deal went down, Gerson Rosas, you may know the name, you may not, ancillary player in the NBA space, but recently fired from the Timberwolves as a GM for... An extramarital affair uh, with someone inside the organization. Also, uh, accusations of contributing to a toxic work environment. Uh, He was the one responsible for the day-to-day talks of the uh, Knicks and the Jazz. Why, you ask? Well, Leon Rose likes him. He's hired Gerson Rosas as a consultant. Apparently, Knicks fans are not too happy about that, I would imagine. But he does have a good relationship with the Jazz. But the problem is there's just too many people who have too many cooks in the kitchen. You've got Leon Rose. You've got Worldwide West. Where is he? We don't know. By the way, an amazing side road. I heard that Worldwide West, if you meet him and he's like, hey, do you know Fat Joe? And you're like, yeah, I know Fat Joe. Me and Fat Joe met at a party. And he'd go, okay, really? And you're like, yes, really. And then he'll go, ring, 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 and FaceTime Fat Joe. Fat Joe will answer upon the first ring, because he's fucking World Wide West, how he's so powerful, I need to take a deeper dive. And he'll say, what's up, Fat Joe? And Fat Joe will probably say, what's up, my guy? And he'll say, hey, do you know this guy right here? And presumably, hopefully for you, then Fat Joe will say yes. And then he'll say, what's this guy like? Are they legit? Is he legit? Is he is she not legit? Oh, okay. Thanks, guy. And then just hang up. Is that not the craziest receipt pulling that you've ever seen? And he does that, like, with everyone. I've never heard of something. Back to the story. So you've got Leon Rose. You've got Worldwide West, the receipt puller. You've got Tom Thibodeau in the mix. You've got Scott Perry, who I don't know if anyone still realizes he's there in a GM capacity, but he is. I saw him at Summer League. What does he do? 
I don't know. Does anyone know? Cap expert? Not sure. But he is still there. And now you've got, on top of all of those guys and the owner who knows so much about basketball that he likes to get involved sometimes as well, now you've got a consultant, Gerson Rosas, not a GM, not an assistant GM, not a scout, nothing, a consultant handling the nitty-gritty of maybe one of the most important trades in the last, I don't know, 25 years of Knicks basketball history. What's that saying about too many chefs in the kitchen? Mm. I've been watching the bear, by the way. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Chef's kiss, they say. Not surprisingly, there was some disagreement with the Knicks C-Suite over Donovan Mitchell. Some people all in, a.k.a. Worldwide West and Fat Joe. By the way, there's Fat Joe contingent as well. Others clearly valued the other assets. Somehow, someway, Quentin Grimes being untouchable. Not Grimes the singer. Quentin Grimes, untouchable. Second year, Quentin Grimes. He's 6'6". He can play some defense, but untouchable in the Donovan Mitchell trade, sir. Some valued R.J. Barrett very highly. They didn't see value in giving up Barrett and the rest of the young guns and three protected, unprotected first. So to them, bridge too far. Throw in trader Danny, the guy that we know likes to fuck every other trade partner. And that's just his M.O. That's not my opinion. That is fact. Well, what you get is a complete puff piece. Where? In the Boston Globe about this deal. Some, when I said I pulled my Brian Windhorst glasses on when I saw that, I said, why would the Boston Globe do that? Why would they do that? Well, Danny Ainge and his roots to Boston doesn't have a lot of roots with Utah. Also, whatever sort of bargain basement newspaper that they have there in Salt Lake, that's not moving anyone. But the Boston Globe writing a full-on in-depth article about what went down and how the Knicks missed out on Donovan Mitchell and how it's not Danny Ainge's fault? Come on. With one of the greatest shill journalists in life, Gary Washburn? No way Danny Ainge was responsible for the Knicks' talks breaking down. I was like, hmm. Interesting. Danny Ainge leveraging old relationships to spin a narrative to make himself look better. In terms of Cleveland, because that matters as well, talk about nuts on the table. Talk about big swinging dick Kobe Altman. Holy fuck, I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know he had laid around in the weeds waiting for the Knicks to do Knicks things get too arrogant. Danny Ainge continue to push back. Randoms involved in the trade discussions. They say, you know what? We're out. Soon as R.J. Barrett gets his extension, we're back in. Actually, we'd like to offer you Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, and a boatload of picks. How's that work? Done? Done. What a dynamic team they were last year. They add Ricky Rubio again. They've got a healthy Colin Sexton. Ideally, they don't have to pay Colin Sexton very much. They've got a bunch of guys who've made the All-Star game recently, as recently as last year, and they said, you know what? East is too stacked. We got to make a move. We got to make a move. I think this makes them a player. I think this makes them... In my opinion, considering that they were somewhere between three and five last year, all year until 
Rubio went down with an ACL, and then Jared Allen went down with a finger injury. Before that, they were rolling. Number one defensive team in the league. And now you add a guy who can get you a bucket when things get ugly. You've got him. You've got Garland. I think this makes him better than Philly. And that's saying a lot because Philly added P.J. Tucker. They added some dogs on this team. And I do like Embiid more than pretty much every other center in the league, but goddamn, this Cleveland team with multiple all-stars and youth, they really could finish four in the East. Four in the East. And I think this also puts us in a different discussion with Kobe Altman. Like this seriously puts you in a new conversation. When you come out of the woodwork and you are Cleveland, Ohio, and you find a way to get a star from New York who wants to go to New York, who's been on a summer tour inside of New York with his shirt off, with a Mets hat on, everything, and you find a way to steal him away from a team who is desperate to get him, that gives a whole new level of respect to you. And people are already saying, which I think actually might be true, is that Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are a top five backcourt in the NBA now. My top five, Chris Paul and Booker, until Chris Paul is dead, probably soon. Clay Thompson and Steph, until Clay Thompson is dead, which is probably soon. John Morant and Desmond Bain, very underrated backcourt. Desmond Bain, I don't need to tell you, but if you forgot, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Even with his little alligator arms, he can still play defense. He's number three. They're number three. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, I think are number four, and Trey, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Two All-Stars along with an All-Star center, probably the best rookie in the draft last year outside of Scotty Barnes, but people are very high on what Evan Mobley can do. Then you add in Kevin Love, one of the best role players in the league right now, alongside Ricky Rubio, the heart and soul of this team. Holy shit. As for the Knicks, this is now a, an exploring year. What do you have? Who is Obi Toppin? Who is Quentin Grimes? Are R.J. Barrett is R.J. Barrett good? I don't know. Is Jalen Brunson going to get you the 41-point type of performances that he did when Luka was off the floor, or is he closer to the guy we saw at Villanova? Somewhere in between. And we know that Tibbs hates the kids. That's what he does. He hates kids. But he might not have a choice. You might have the screws put on you and say, listen, Tibbs, it's time for you to play the young guns and to play them from game one to see what we have. But I do know they're not done. I, knew, I know that they are sick. I ran in, funnily enough, I ran in to Gerson Rosas and Tom Thibodeau at Summer League. Gerson Rosas, very friendly. Not surprising. Awesome guy. Knew him back in Minnesota. So I asked him what it was up to. And he said, what am I up to? Getting Tibbs some more talent. Boy, did I not, I had no idea what he when he said that. He really meant it. But I tell you what, the priority to get Tibbs more talent was paramount. And this was after the Jalen Brunson deal. So who have they added since? Crickets. No one. Nobody. Am I missing anyone? Nobody. They've extended R.J. Barrett. So it doesn't look like they're going to get more talent in the aftermath of missing out on Donovan Mitchell. We'll see how these youngsters develop, whether Tibbs plays them together, whether Leon Rose and World Wide West 
who's FaceTiming everyone is FaceTiming another star who might be disgruntled. Maybe there's trades up their sleeves in February, but if that was their goal then, I'm pretty confident it's still the case now. So we'll have to see what they end up with closer to February.